What's up, Mzanzi? Welcome to Farmers Inside Tech, powered by Redweed Industry Services. I'm your host, Octavius Bandil. If you're looking for an opportunity to expand your current farming adventure and have always wanted to look into the Redweed value chain, this is a conversation not to be missed. The industry at current is looking for 250,000 wiener calves in order to make a difference. Now that sounds like an impossible job, but CEO of RMIS, Devald Olavir, shares some insights on the possibilities of achieving this and looking at the 2030 trade meat strategy goal that farmers can play a role in. Devald Olavir, welcome to Farmers Inside Jack. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and specifically the work that you're doing at RMIS. But on this specific topic of RMIS wanting 250k wiener calves from the commercializing sector, let's delve into that specifically. Where will the industry find 250,000 wiener calves? It sounds like a lot, but I guess it's not impossible. (laughs) Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, 250,000 wiener calves. Actually, it sounds like a massive amount of cattle, but we can do it in South Africa. I think it's very important to understand where this comes from. We've created a red meat strategy 2030, and we've done this strategy to align specifically with the NDP, the National Development Plan, as well as the Agri and Agro Processing Master Plan. But how we focused on this is to say that we need to look at the commercial sector and the emerging sector, and we understand that the commercial sector with regards to beef in South Africa is actually at capacity, and that we do not necessarily envisage that they could add a massive amount of new calves or other calves to the sector. We understand also that our drive is to increase our export. And as simple as it might be, we had the following conclusions with regards to the emerging sector and the 250,000 wiener calves. Overall, we would like to see our beef production to grow by 35%. We also see that the emerging or the subsistence farmers need to increase their female herd composition from an average of 41% to 47%, and by that also increasing their calving rate from 40% to at least 50%. This would mean that the overall gain of approximately 8% in productivity, and that would translate to a 44% or 155,000 calves increase in jar production systems. Now, what we can do is if we look at the medium to large scale black producers in South Africa, of which they have approximately 1.4 million hectares of production land which we target. We can reach this 250,000 additional wiener calves targeted by these producers over the next few years until 2030. We need to obviously also look at animal handling facilities in the highest production and animal health risk areas in South Africa. So it all boils down to two or three things that we need to change. The female herd composition, increase of calving rate, correct genetics, and then animal. You've been mentioning about your strategy for 2030. What exactly is the date meat strategy and how did you guys come about it? So in 2019, as part of the Red Meat Industry Forum, the erstwhile organization that brought all the role players within the red meat industry together, four organizations which makes up the primary portion of the levy payers, the RPO, which is the Red Meat Producers Organization, representing the red meat farmers, NARPU, the National Emergent Red Meat Producers Organization, SAFA, the Feedlot Association of South Africa, and then the Abattoir Association came together and said, we would like to look at our own statutory levy. But it isn't good enough to just look at a levy. We need to have a plan. 
And from there, we drafted a plan, a Red Meat Strategy 2030, in conjunction with BFAP, the Bureau for Food and Agricultural Policy, and we submitted that to Minister for Approval. So it came from there. Maybe it's also important to just mention that we focus on four pillars. The first pillar is inclusive growth. The second one is animal and public health, competitiveness and sustainability, and market access. And everything we do, all the services that we deliver fall under these four pillars or four headings. Devob, is there a strategy aligned with the AMP and how? So in the discussions we had, as I was part of the AMP and the Agricultural Agri-Processing Master Plan, in the long sentence, that's what it is. And what we've done from our side is we said that we need to look at how do we, again, increase the participation of the small-child farmer into the commercial value chain. And back to the 250,000 wiener calves, we said that there's certain things that has to align to be able to get these farmers into our formal value chain. We started off, obviously, on the ground to say that we have to look at specifically at increasing the calving percentage and the female herd composition, as I said earlier. So we're 100% aligned with the AMP in saying that we look at the pillars, the structuring of how we set up ourselves, and obviously looking forward and getting the small-scale farmers to be part of the formal commercial value chain in South Africa. So on that, we are 100% aligned. Our agreements, discussions, and some of the discussions we've been having with the Department of Animal Health, the NAMC, and all other role players have focused specifically on the AMP and how does our plan and strategy coincide with their plans and their strategies. That's very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. But I'm more curious to know about the export market as well. How will the increase in export of red meat be to an advantage to the entire industry? So currently, we only export approximately between 3 and 4% of our local production. Now, one of the things that can and should happen is, and one of the aims that we have is, we would like to grow our exports from 4% to 20%. If we do that, we could actually add, just in the cattle industry, approximately, I'd say, 8 billion. I think that's the amount that we got to, 8 billion rand of revenue to our industry. Now, not only add revenue coming into South Africa from forex, but also what we can do is bring stability to the prices. Because if we've got additional markets outside of South Africa and there's an influx of other currencies into South Africa, the wiener calf prices, for example, the slaughter prices, etc., could be very much stable. Because we need to understand that beef or lamb and mutton, chevron or goat meat currently is not traded on Safex, for example. So it is a spot price or this price on the day. And it's very important to bring stability to our country and specifically the beef industry. Now, the question is why? Because we can then look at alternative financing models for farmers specifically if there's stability within the market and assist these farmers to get finance beyond what they currently can afford or what they currently are measured on. Because one of the biggest things that we currently have is if a bank or somebody, a financial institution wants to borrow a farmer money, the first thing they ask is, but what's the price of cattle today? And it's up or down from yesterday, today, tomorrow. And we would like to bring stability to that to give them the opportunity to throw money more affordable and with less security. And finally, the biggest question that public farmers are also very curious about, what can they do to be part of the efforts of RMIS to have their calves included in the value chain? I think that's very important to make contact with either RMIS directly. On our website, there is a form that can be filled in. 
Secondly, getting yourself in position with regards to, for example, traceability. Many reformers ask, how do we become traceable? At this stage, there are so many service providers and most of them have iCard approved tags, for example. My first step would be get yourself organized that even if you're one farmer with a small amount of cattle, group together, get in contact with us. We know the people on the ground. We'll get them to you to start engaging you with regards to that specifics on the female herd with regards to the calving percentage, genetics, etc. We would like to get involved on the ground with the specific farmers and assist them where we can. We are not only a service delivery vehicle or company, what we also would like is pool specific and, and different organizations together, be the middle of where these organizations meet. And if we cannot deliver a specific service, we'll get other organizations to assist us in delivery of service because we understand that there are many organizations that already deliver specific services and we would like to work with them to work towards this goal of ours, to grow our industry far beyond our wildest expectations at this stage. Thanks so much, Deval Bolafir. For more on the topic, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. From me, Octavius Pandil, our technical producer, Megan van der Fiend, and the rest of the hashtag foodformzanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.